Okay, good afternoon, everybody. So, uh, 24 years ago, my wife and I got married, and my wife asked me the following uh, shayla before I was answering any shaylas, and that is that uh, now that she was covering her hair, she wanted to know, is she obligated to cover her hair in front of her brother and in front of her father, meaning to what extent does the chiv to cover the hair go, even in front of uh, close family members or not? So I remember at the time, I hocked around the base medrash, because that's what you do, right? And I asked all the kolalel young guys at the time, and everyone was sure that they knew the answer. Half of them were sure that the answer was yes, and the other half was sure that the answer was no. So uh, so it did not help settle things for me at the time. So uh, so why am I bringing this up now? Uh, just because uh, this shayla came up 24 years ago. Yesterday I was at a chasna, and uh, someone came over to me and said, oh, my mother-in-law is very eager to meet you. So I said, oh, I'm eager to meet her too. And then uh, she came over to me and uh, she introduced herself and she said, you told my son-in-law that my daughter has to cover her hair in front of her brothers? That is the craziest thing I ever heard. What kind of sibling relationship do you think they have? That there's some sort of chashash uh, here or something like that? So I said, you know what, maybe we should look into this again and see uh, see what the uh, what Allah has to say about this. So, um, First of all, uh, it's interesting that there could be a difference between a father and brothers. We find with a lot of these types of issues that there is a distinction between a father versus a brother. For example, with Hilchus Yichud, uh, the, the, the Gemara in the end of Kiddushin, Darshans, that when it comes to a ben and a mother, and the same would be true of a father and a daughter, there's no chashash Yichud whatsoever. When it comes to Yichud with Achosa, with one sister, there aren't the same rules of Yichud, but to be dar bekvius, to live bekvius, one should not move into a part, an apartment with his sister, where it's just him and his sister living in the apartment. Ramosha thinks that probably parents should not go on frequent vacations when they just have a son and a daughter, leaving the son and the daughter alone for extended periods of time, living together with nobody else living in the in the house. So there is some level of sensitivity of Yichud. Similarly, when it comes to Nagia, the Rambam famously writes, when it comes to uh, Nagia of those Arayos for whom you do not really have a Yetzirah, like a sister or like an aunt, that it's still a very not good thing to do, to be he uses very strong Lashonos. We don't have to chazer over those Lashonos. Ask your local Lashona Aleph guy, uh, you know, who wants to upset his parents, and uh, you'll get those Lashonos very, very clearly. Um, so, uh, so we do find that there's clearly a difference in those in those halachos between a father and a uh, and a brother. Now, in this particular sugya, you're sort of pulled in both directions, and that's why it's very hard to find clarity, and it's hard to find anyone that talks about it directly. What do I mean? You're pulled in both directions. On the one hand, you have the general um, approach that is uh, suggested by the Gemara in Yuma Daf Mem Zayin about Kimchis. That the Gemara says that Shiva Banam Hayula the Kimchis that uh, Kimchis had seven sons Vukulin Shimshu Bekuna Gedola and they all became Kohanim Gedolim. Amru Lachachamim Ma Asis Sashazachisulkach. What did you do that you were zochet to have seven sons Kohanim Gedolim? You must have been doing extraordinary mitzvahs and Meisim Tovim. So Amru Lam she said Miyamei Laro Karos Beisi Kalesari that my the doors are, the the walls of my house never saw my uncovered hair that because I was so machmir about covering my hair even in, in private even in my own home they never saw the, the walls of my house never saw my hair uncovered and that's why I was Zohar to Gadol the Gemara then goes on to say that uh, not everyone who kept that Chumrah was Zohar to have seven sons that were Kohanim Gadolim it's also an interesting discussion of why it's a Zuchus to have seven sons or one one would be really good but if you have seven that means that uh, there were either Psulim that came along the way or people died and uh, you know okay but it'd be that as a, you know, and that would mean they all predeceased her which would be 
uh, be bad news. But the Gemara views it as a very, very great tzuchus that she had seven sons of Rakhanim Gedolim because of this issue. So in that, in, in, on the one hand, you're pulled in that direction. That it's always a Milo. Whatever you do in terms of hair covering, whatever Chumra one takes in terms of hair covering is always extra Kedusha. It's always an extra Milo. It's always something that is not to be discouraged. On the other hand, when you learn through the Sugya Meseches Ksubis on Dafayin Beis, where it talks about the Chiefs cover the hair, and the reason it comes up in Meseches Ksubis is because it's grounds for a woman to lose her Ksuba if she doesn't uh, fulfill the requirement uh, properly. Um, the, the strong impression you get from the Gemara is that whenever she's in her house, not only in her house, whenever she's in her Chatzar, she doesn't have to cover her hair at all, is the impression you get from the simple reading of the Gemara. And typically in a Chatzar, there were multiple Batim within a Chatzar, so it wasn't only her uh, family members that were living in the Chatzar, it was other people, other neighbors that were in the Chatzar as well. And so we have, you're being pulled in these two directions. On the one hand, you're being pulled in the Kimchus direction. On the other hand, the simple reading of the Gemara certainly sounds like you could, uh, she could have her hair uncovered <coughs> in front of different people. Now, Rav Moshe has a tshuva in Orachim Chelekesim and Lamed Zayin Osir Beis, where he writes, Kisei Rosh Bifnei Baila Eina Tzricha Vafilu B'Shas Nidu Salaka that a married woman certainly does not have to cover her hair in front of her husband nor in front of her children he says it's true if you want to be mahadr to do like kimchis it is a hidur but says Rav Moshe ke'elu. I never met uh, I never heard of such people being such sanuos that they're going to do like kimchis Rav Moshe says and I'm not a young man I've been around for a while and I never heard of even people speaking about people in previous generations that were no egg like uh, like kimchis and he says in the Zmanatanaim it was kimchis that did this no one else was doing it so apparently this was not a very common thing to, to be so machmer what about the sugi and ksubis what does the sugi and ksubis tell us so uh, it makes a couple of distinctions first of all there's a distinction between different levels of covering there's what's called das moshe and then there's what's called das yehudis in, ter- in terms of how much is going to be covered, what type of covering is on the hair. Then the Gemara also distinguishes between uh, covering in the chatzar versus covering uh, the hair in the in the shuk. And the Gemara says that when it comes to the chatzar and, and the chora, kalvachomer, when it comes to covering in the bias, a woman does not need to have her hair covered. So what does that mean exactly? So there are several points of contention among the Rishonim. Number one is, what does that mean? In the Chatzar, she, she doesn't need to cover her hair. Does that mean she doesn't need to cover her hair at all? Or just that the level of covering does not need to be the same? So Tosos, Rashba, the Ritva, Ran, and, and many other Rishonim say that even without any Kisoy Rosh at all, in, in the Chatzar, it's perfectly fine. The Bach and Ebenezer, Simon Kuftas Vav, and the Aruch say that, no, no, she needs some covering in the Chatzar, just doesn't need to be the full covering. But the Rov Rishonim assume that in the Chatzar she needs no covering at all. Okay, so the question then becomes, good, so she's not going to lose her Ksuba if she doesn't cover her hair at all in the Chatzar. But does that mean that it's Mutter to do? Or does it mean, no, it's Asr, but she's not going to lose her Ksuba. So the tour in Ebenezer, Simon Kuftas Vav, Sounds like it is usher to do. It's just that she won't lose her ksuba, and that's what the Meiri writes pretty explicitly. 
that it's Maguna, not right, but she's not going to lose her Ksuba over it. Nevertheless, the Beis Yosef, based on Rashi and based on Tosos, says that it's not a problem at all, and that's what the Magen Avram seems to say in Simenai and Hesiv Katan Dalid as well. That seems to be the Shita of Rov Rishonim. The Ramah in Darke Moshe writes that even the tour is Moda, that it's Mutter Menadin, despite the implication of the tour otherwise, it's just that there's a Midas Sneus to uh, refrain from Gile Arosh even in the bias, and uh, even when you're, when you're in the home. But it uh, sounds like it's mutter. So where we are in the sugi right now is that it sounds like it's mutter to have full Prius Arosh in the Chatzar. Question is, what does that mean? Does that mean when the Chatzar is empty, when there are no uh, people there? Or does that mean even if there are people there, but it's just the locals that are, uh, that are in the Chatzar? So uh, the, the, uh, the Taz in Ebenezer uh, writes that, uh, that it's only when there's no people there. If there are other people there, then you don't have any Hatzar in the Chatzar. The Ritva has a Lashon where he says, V'imkein lo inachta basla avram avinu yoshevaz tachas baila, sheruban holchos b'chatzerun b'peru he said, if you're going to be machmir by not covering the hair in the chatzar, we have a real problem because everyone uncovers their hair in the chatzar. When nobody's there to see. He says there are three madregas. By Chatzar, even below Kilsa, there's no Isra Prius Rosh. In the Shuk, I feel Bekilsa, it's a Das Yehudis. And Bemavoy Bekilsa, in Bishalo Kilsa, low. There are three, three different Mekomos. Uh, okay, so the, uh, the implication of the Ritva is that it's only when there's nobody when there's nobody there. However, the Marit writes in the Tshuva Chelek Aleph Simenai and Vav, Kol She'ein Bokenbo, Elo Bnei HaChatzer Bilvad, Avol Bishem Merubim, but other people are not coming in, all you have there are the Bnei HaChatzer, then it's not called a uh, Rabin Bokenbo, it's not considered to be a problem in such a Chatzer. In the Tshuva's Be'er Sheva, Simen Yudches, he writes, Bechatzer She'ein Rabin Bokenbo, Afilim Saros Roshem Mamish Pruos, Leslon there is no Isser. And he says, and that's what it uh, sounds like from the Rambam and from the Tour. Now, in the Tshuva's Siach Nochem, Nochem brings a raya that in the Chatzar it is also if there are other people there from a Gemara Sanhedrin of Kuf Yud Kuf Yud that sounds like Perek Chelek it's an Agadah to Gemara yeah it is the Gemara tells us that the wife of On Ben Peles um, would sit by the Pesach HaOel and she uncovered her hair and that was her way of chasing away the uh, the people from the Adas Korach because even the Adas Korach had a little bit of decency that they're not going to look at the woman with the uncovered hair but she was at the Pesach of her bias she was at the Pesach of her OL was isn't she allowed to have uncovered hair in front of other people? Elamai, you see from there that if it's in front of other people, says Rav Nachman that it's uh, that it do- that it doesn't uh, that it doesn't work. And as Rashi writes over there, the kula kenishta kedishin, kulam tsnu nu kedoshim, that all the 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 uh, the, the knesses Yisrael is kadosh. And the wife of On Ben Pel said, they're not going to come near me if, I, if my ha- my hair is uncovered. Nevertheless, the minik seems to be the Bach points out that uh, that when there are other people around. Women, married women do cover their hair, un, unlike the implication of the uh, the simple reading of the Gemara and many Rishonim. The Rambam Nilchasotah also sounds like the Minigam Makubal was that even in the house, if there are other people around, she covers her hair, and uh, that, that that's what seems to be the overwhelming practice. Chavetz Chaim writes that way in Bir Alachas Siminayin Hey Sif Beis as well. Uh, Rav Moshe in Igrus Moshe Yerdei Chel Beis Siminayin Hey writes Da Anashim Shein Machmiros Ella Kafi Kiyuva Shebebesa Kishaleka Sham in Shiachrini 
Ramosh says, if you're home and there's nobody there, then you don't cover the hair. But if it's, uh, if it's uh, nobody there, meaning no one other than her husband and her children. He does not st- identify what about brothers, what about her father. Ramosh does not get into that. In Taras Abayis, Ravad Yen Chelek Beis, Pech Kuf Samachay says, Kishihi imbayla bilvad ve'ein shama noshama cherim zulaso it is mutter. So where does all this leave us? Where it leaves us is that there is a the practice is the common uh, practice among from people is that uh, who cover their hair that a woman who covers her hair covers her hair whenever there's someone from outside of the immediate family her immediate household that is there. Now what counts as the household? She's a married woman. She no longer lives in her parents' house. So I once again asked around the base madrash. This time not the kolalelion guys. I asked uh, the uh, rashi shiva and uh, here. Here's what I got. Um, well, first of all, uh, I asked a friend of mine, he told me that uh, Rav David Feinstein was Makel, which was not surprising because when I asked Rav Ruvain Feinstein uh, 24 years ago, Rav Ruvain Feinstein said, eh, Kimchis, uh, which I, at the time I pretended to know what that means. And uh, I said, oh, well, now I, now I learned Yimud Ahmed Zayin, so now I know what Kimchis means. So uh, he meant that it's a Chumrah, it's a nice Chumrah, everything's a nice Chumrah, but it's not required. Rav David Feinstein, uh, not published in his safer, I don't think, but uh, there, uh, Rabbi Frankel, uh, wrote down a bunch of shilohs that he asked from Dov Feinstein, and one of them was this, and he said, is a woman allowed to uncover hair in front of her brothers and in front of her father? And the answer was Cain. So that was it. That was, uh, so that's what we have from Dov Feinstein. Uh, I asked uh, Rav Willig this morning. Rav Willig thought, like uh, is reported from Dov Feinstein, that it is not required, but it is a nice thing to do. Um, we uh, followed up with Rav Shechter, because I remember years ago when I asked Rav Shechter, he didn't say uh, hal- uh, a clear psak, but he would certainly seem to be encouraging that my wife should cover her hair in front of her brother, um, but uh, but then Roshetta said need to think about it a little more. Rav Tversky said the chora she has to right the chora of course she has to cover her hair in front. Of her. So uh, and uh, Rav Neuberger said when she first gets married she doesn't have to, but then as time goes on she does have to. He said my hi how does that happen? So he said it's only when the brothers are no longer rugged to see it all the time. So what's going to happen? She said yesterday they were living in the same house and she was uh, down the hall from him. You know and they say, they, say, they, they, they shared a bathroom whatever. he always sees her with her hair uncovered so now today that she's married he's not going to be able to see her with her hair uncovered he's rugged it's not going to be a problem but then they go to Eretzstrol to learn in Gruss for a year and then they come back the brothers haven't seen her uncovered hair in a year so now that he's not rugged now the Chiyuv uh, kicks in that's where Neuberger uh, had this uh, in between uh, this in between Shita so I'm still uh, researching the Sugya asking around the Chevron the base Medrash they tell me most of their wives do in fact cover their hair in front of their brothers everyone has a wonderful day. Ooh, that was a little long.